The challenges of building a brand new business where you have to educate the target customer as well as persuade them to buy. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great, as it always is, to have you here as we get ever closer to Christmas, ever closer to the end of the year. In today's episode, we're talking to a new-ish business who are experiencing great growth about both how to acquire customers to a business which people don't necessarily think they need and how you go about educating them and combining that with getting the actual sale. And then as it's a subscription business, we have to talk retention. So we're talking about how you go about keeping customers subscribed to your products. So you get that recurring revenue after all the effort you've taken to, to, uh, to get them to sign up in the first place. We're also talking about what you should do internally, what you should outsource. And Eve shares lots of tips about managing yourself as you're growing your business too. So there's a lot coming up. We're going to get into all of that very, very shortly. First though, please do check out our sponsors. Clavio have a new special recipe to help you build brand loyalty. It involves ownership of your data and creates your future growth. Whether you're growing a startup or optimizing your company, Clavio gives you the tools you need to own and access the quality data you've sourced from your customers, the customer first data. Then Clavio helps you manage that data to create the campaigns that build real brand loyalty. Doesn't that sound like a gift worth owning? Learn more at klaviyo.com forward slash holidays. One thing that separated the winners from the losers in recent years is the tech stack. If you're suffering from a website platform that isn't easy to integrate with other systems, that doesn't give you the stats you need and that increases your workload, you need to check out Wix e-commerce. Not only do they offer over 500 free store templates to pick from, the list of functionality that's built in ready for you to use to increase conversions and improve your marketing is almost endless. Go to wix.com slash e-commerce slash website today and join over 700,000 active stores selling worldwide with Wix e-commerce. And now to introduce today's special guest. Eve Keke is the founder of Bundly, the UK's first baby clothing rental subscription service. Founded in 2018, they're now achieving an increase year on year of new subscribers of 53%. Hello, Eve. Hi, Chloe. Great to have you here. I think your business is so cool on many levels. It's subscription, which is always cool. It's sustainable, which is really cool. And it's solving problems for loads of parents, which is really cool because how parents deal with that amount of baby clothing is beyond me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to get into all of that as we go through today's chat. But um, how did you get started in e-commerce? What led you to this wonderful world? kind of happened a bit randomly um I guess the reason I've ended up here is because I saw this problem firsthand um of babies constantly just outgrowing their clothes I'm the eldest in my family and there's like an 18 year age gap between me and the youngest so I saw my little siblings constantly outgrowing clothes our home just getting filled and filled with all these outgrowing clothes and as a teenager it kind of infuriated me um 
And then skip forward a few years, I was actually living in the US where they have a service called Rent the Runway, which is to rent designer women's wear clothes. And I'd use that. My friends would use that. Um, As students, it was great because it gave us access to like amazing dresses at a much more affordable price. Um, So, yeah, I just combined the problem that I'd seen of babies outgrowing their clothes and this new business model of rental together. And that's what got me into the e-commerce world. Clothing rental is such a hot space at the moment. I was reading something the other day about a lot of kind of, uh, you know, first rate lawyers and uh, accountants and consultants who are just starting off their careers, you know, in the big cities and now renting their work wardrobe. They're not buying their work wardrobe, they're renting their work wardrobe. And that's the new normal, which totally boggles my mind. I don't think I was that organized as a graduate, but it shows that that it's it's really a big trend coming through. Definitely. And I think it makes a lot of sense just because there's so many different benefits that come with rental. Obviously, people are looking for more sustainable ways to dress themselves now. But also, yeah, when you're a kind of young professional, you don't really have the extra cash to be spending like £100 on a new outfit. So if you could rent, let's say, four outfits for that same price, like why wouldn't you? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And of course, you're bringing that to the baby world. So tell us how the product works, I guess, first of all, for anyone who's going, well, Chloe said baby clothing rental subscription service. What does that <laughs> actually mean? So let's Bit do that. Before we, yeah, before we get into anything else, let's clarify what the product is. Yeah, so the rental subscription is our business model. Um, and how that works with Bundly is that parents join our monthly subscription um, and that enables them to rent a bundle of clothes to their baby. And their baby then wears those clothes for as long as they need the, that size, which is usually around three months. And when their baby's ready, they can just simply swap outgrown clothes for the next size up. And we take those return clothes, we professionally clean them, we ozone sanitize them, and then get them ready for the next renting family to enjoy. So literally you kind of get, here's my newborn set of clothing. I'm going to get all the terminology wrong because I don't want to do babies. <laughs> but here's, here's my teeny tiny baby set of clothing. Oh, it's outgrown. Does it have to outgrow everything and you send it back? Or is it out, it's outgrown this baby grow? I'll send it back. The bigger one arrives. Outgrown the whole lot. So yeah, our clothes are all the same size. So when one's outgrown, the rest will be at the same size too. So yeah, outgrown the clothes and then you just send them back to us and we ship you the next bundle up. So it just means you always have like the right size clothes, like right as you need them. Um, and of course, it stops a lot of clothing waste. I would assume it's quite a good gift product for a new mum because... I've seen this bit I do know about. I've seen friends who've had new babies and they get given every possible piece of clothing for naught to three months. And they've got this huge collection of naught to three months, but nothing for three months to six months because everyone gives you it in the first day or two and then nothing afterwards. Exactly. And also like all those gifted clothes, like quite often they don't even get worn because the baby's already outgrown them by the time the mum or dad remembers, oh yeah, we did have those gifts that we were given a few months back. Um, So yeah, we have a gift option and we just say it's a gift that always fits because parents can redeem the subscription whenever they actually are ready for that next size of clothes. Such, such a clever model. Um, So that's the product. Where in the world are you and what people are you serving in a geographic sense? 
So I started the business in Manchester, um, but now I'm based in London. Um, it's my hometown. And obviously, when you're starting a business, you don't have that much money. So not to my mum's door. Can I move back in, please? I've since moved out, thankfully. <laughs> but it, it was very helpful at the beginning. Um, but we serve customers all across the UK. So wherever Royal Mail delivers, you can get a bundle. That is one of those uh, those stages of business success, isn't it? Does is this has my idea got big enough that it pays me for not have to live with not to have to live with my parents? Oh gosh, yeah, that's when you, that's when you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> major goal number one. Um, and what platform are you using as a subscription business? You on a subscription specific, or are you on something more normal with some plugins? Yeah, we're one of the norms. So um, we use Shopify and then we have um, a subscription app to plug into that. But yeah, it has been a challenge. Um, I guess one of the challenges of starting a new business model is there aren't platforms specifically created already for what you're doing. So with us, it's like we have the subscription, plus we've got the rental side. So from an inventory management perspective, it's incredibly challenging and we have to make do with what we can use from Shopify what we can use from their apps tailoring them to our purposes and then also creating our own inventory management software. I think often people don't realize how complex subscription is let alone when it's subscription with a plan for a turn turned items it is it seems great. So, oh, monthly recurring revenue. Oh, lovely. We just get money coming in all the time. But but for anyone out there who's doing, you know, a someone just buys model, you think how difficult it is to get them to buy for the second time. You're trying to get someone to commit to that on day one. It's yeah. complex, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's with us, it's like a massive behavior change as well. It's, yeah, having to educate them about this whole new model, having to kind of overcome objections being able to show them the benefits as well. Um, and obviously when it's something selling someone's baby, they want the best for them. So we have to show like how this is great for their baby, but also great for the future of the planet. And for to enable us to record this podcast without background noise, everybody listening, Eve has just kicked her team out of their, their office and made them go and work across the rest of the building. <laughs> um, so, so clearly there's more than just you in the business now, Eve. So who else is in the business with yeah, you? Who, who have you sent? Finally, I had people to kick out the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's two other people who work full time alongside me now, which is great. Um, it's so nice to have a team um, but quite often like people do comment and they think we're a much bigger business than we are in terms of teams so we were doing a photo shoot with some of our customers um, last month and we kind of went to greet the customers and I was like this is team Bundley and she was like what I thought there were 20 of you she was like how is this team Bundley I was like yeah so yeah we've learned to be very very efficient and I feel like we can get a lot done with our small team. But then, of course, we work with freelancers as well, um, like a freelance designer and some marketing specialists like the press, just starting to work with one for Facebook ads um, and like a freelance developer. So we've got other people who definitely help us out alongside like our board of advisors. I'm guessing the three of you aren't ironing, cleaning, et cetera, the clothes either. So have you outsourced the fulfillment and returns process? Yeah, yeah. So we work with um, a specialist fulfillment partner who specializes in clothing rental, which has been a great help to us um, because, yeah, it literally used to be just me out of a big yellow 
sending all the clothes to laundry, getting them back, checking through them, packing them up for customers. Um, so having that specialist fulfillment centre has done wonders for our business. For those wondering what big yellow is, it's um, storage <laughs> space, isn't it? Rentable storage space. Yeah, so, freezing so- cold, dark storage <laughs> space. <laughs> <laughs> Eve is not missing uh, being <laughs> being in big yellow. Um, so we mentioned that subscription is a complicated business model and that you're not only in terms of recruiting customers to this business model, you're both having to educate them as to what rental means and persuade them that it's a good move for their baby. So that's an awful lot of marketing challenge to bite off. And you're growing successfully as a business. You know, we mentioned the growth stats up front and that's really good going for a subscription. So how have you gone about trying to work out how to how to, to create that growth in the business, I suppose? Yeah. I mean, we're constantly figuring it out. I think the great thing that our model has is it attracts word of mouth. There's not really been much innovation within baby clothing. So when parents hear like, oh, there's this like cool new concept, like they love to chat about it. And the other great thing is that parents tend to be friends with other parents with babies in the similar age because they met at antenatal classes or parent and baby classes. So they have like a network of people that they can share this with. So that's been like super, super helpful for us. It's also generated press as well. Um, So we've been in like Vogue and The Guardian and The Times. So that's been so great at the moment we're really looking for that like scalable marketing channel though so that we know like the more money we put into it exactly how many subscribers we'd get out of it that that would be the holy grail we're starting to do more with facebook ads um, but we're also like diversifying so we have an email list um, that we use Clavio for to have flows going um, both to acquire new customers and to also like retain our current customers and making sure we're sending them really relevant messages. It's often the case when you start in a, in a new space that, you know, if you started selling something which everyone already buys, you can follow other people. But when you're starting with a brand new idea, you kind of have to see where the traction is and jump on it quite hard. So I guess it totally makes sense the way in which you've evolved it thus far. And I'll probably come back to that, but I want to jump on something else first, which is I would assume over the last 18 months with the changes we've seen in consumer focus, I suppose, you know, the way we've all become a lot more focused on sustainability and looking to improve that. And we've all become a lot more happy purchasing online and we've become a lot more used to that. Has that been something you've been able to benefit? Definitely. Um, and definitely like, yeah, just during the time when we were all locked in our houses, we saw our site traffic go up massively and also like the time people spent on our website. And I think people were in a bit more of a research mode. They had the time to actually be like, okay, like why is this good for the planet? Let me find out, which benefits us really because we have so many different like sustainable initiatives within the business like alongside our core model and I suppose you said that people had the time to research but I guess they also have the time to discover how much less time it takes to use Bundly than it does to buy the baby clothes in yeah the first exactly and another thing is that parents especially first-time parents they have this really high intent for doing more sustainable, well, consuming more sustainably. They really, really want to do it. 
but actually their levels of sustainability go down when they have a baby because obviously they just need things that are convenient <laughs> and that's why Bundley is actually so great for them because it gives them the opportunity to be more sustainable and have a better environmental impact but it is also super convenient it means you're not having to order from multiple shops or go into the shops it's just a bundle of clothes delivered to your door as and when you need it it strikes me when you say about that. I just think of the number of people I know who've gone. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use organic nappies. You know, we're gonna do proper terry toweling nappies that we're gonna wash. None of this Pampers stuff. And you know, in a week in, there's Pampers everywhere, and they're using disposable nappies because it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Whereas Bundley actually is both hugely sustainable and. I wonder, are you, are you more sustainable than, than avoiding disposable nappies with what you're doing because of the time span Ooh. you do it over? Or is that? I, I need to do some calculations on that. <laughs> um, I mean, I know compared to buying baby clothes new, we save 86% of the carbon um, equivalent wow. and 96% of water in comparison. Um, so, yeah, already we've saved like 5 million litres of water um, just with our current subscriber base. That's amazing. And, um, just such an obvious thing to do, I think. It takes the hassle away. It takes the, um, you know, it's better for the environment. It's easier for you. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, babies aren't that fashion conscious either. So it doesn't <laughs> have to be exactly the right baby grow, does it? it it's, you know. No, but we have some really cool ones that I wish they made in adult sizes. We've got some like <laughs> really, really cool prints. <laughs> I love that. So um, so going, going back to the marketing then, Eve, um, you said it's kind of in the word of mouth and the press bit, which I suppose is the best way of educating customers in yeah. terms of how you've grown it so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we are trying to make that side of things more viral as well. Um, so something we're working on at the moment is a launch of our referral scheme. We've done something that I think is pretty cool, <laughs> which is um, we're making our customers um, these bundly bestie passes so that they can have in their Apple wallet so that whenever they're chatting to someone who's interested in baby clothes or that they're kind of, yeah, shouting the benefits of using Bundly, they can actually just ping up their Apple wallet. The person can scan the QR code and they'll be linked into Bundly through their referral. Oh, wow. I haven't heard of anyone doing that yet. I I thought it was quite cool. (laughs) That is very cool. And and I would, I would take a rough guess that the the Apple users are probably quite fast adopters of sustainability mm-hmm. as well. So it's probably quite quite a good segmentation fit as well. Yeah, and we just thought we were we were thinking about okay, how can we get people to share it when they've pre-ordered their first bundle? They're currently preg- pregnant. They're sat in an antenatal class. They're talking about it to other people. How do we make sure those people actually go on the site? And wouldn't it be great if you could, at first we said, wouldn't it be great if we could give them a business card that they could kind of pass around, but then who's going to carry around 20 business cards to pass around? And then we were like, wait a second, I've been to Box Park and there to get in, they make you download a pass that goes in your Apple wallet. So it's like the Box Park black card. I was like, if they can do it, surely we can find a way to get a little Apple wallet pass that people can just share around the room and other people can scan it and end up on our site and get a discount for joining. Very cool. And you, are you going to reward the referrer as well yes. as the referee? Yeah. So the referrer will get 50% off their next month. So it should help with retention as well as acquisition. Yeah, definitely. Because that's that's the other side of um, of the subscription conundrum is keeping people 
subscribed, which I suppose when when it's the, the model you're doing where you get the clothes delivered and you're using the clothes, there is that the use case is definitely there for staying subscribed. Whereas with a, I know a novelty surprise box, there isn't the use case. But are there any things you're doing in particular to keep people staying subscribers? Yeah. So we're doing a lot about this. So um, currently we go from zero to two years old, which is when babies are growing the fastest. So that's why we started with those sizes. But now the majority of our churn is actually because people have outgrown our top size, which is awful to see because it's like these are people who potentially have rented from us for two years or maybe they joined at 12 months, they've been renting for a year and they're so into it. They love it. But then we have to say, no, sorry, we can't service you anymore, which is like horrible to have to do. So as of hopefully tomorrow when the website's fixed, (laughs) (laughs) um, our two to three year trial will be going live. Um, We're just sharing it to our current subscribers so that they can start renting um, from two to three years. Um, And we just want to get lots of feedback about what clothes they want to see from two to three years. Because it is a different selection of clothes because at that stage, it's the clothes size is for a whole year, which is different than what we've been doing from not to two years. So that means if we want to get people to still continue to swap the clothes every few months that they're getting the most value out of it, do the clothes need to be really, really seasonal, like jackets and like raincoats and then swimwear? Do they need to be like super appropriate for going to nursery? Do people just want to rent weekend clothes? So yeah, we've got a lot of surveys ready to go out to these customers who are trialing it to just make sure when we actually launch this officially on the site, we've got like the best assortment of clothes for them. It's also the point at which some kids start having their own opinion Oh yeah, as well. <laughs> exactly. And like at the moment, um, a lot of our clothes are quite gender neutral because that's what our parents look for. But yeah, I can imagine when girls and boys start having their opinions on it when they're like two years old and they can start saying, I want tractors on it. We may have to do more gendered options as well. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I love the fact that you've you've released that to to the existing subscribers only. Partly partly because it's a really clever way of testing it and discovering what is and isn't going to work, but also because it doesn't then dilute the message on the main website, which, you know, you want people signing up, as you said, prenatally. So before they've had the baby or in that very first couple of months, you've got them for at least two years whilst the baby's growing at speed. But having older clothing ranges, which is from a business sense and from a customer desire sense, makes total sense for extending the length of time the customer's with you. But it it's not important at the point you sign them up. Because I can't imagine someone sitting in a prenatal class going, oh, what a great idea. Oh, what they don't do two to three. Oh, well, I'm not signing <laughs> up then. You know, It's not a, a factor at the point where someone signs up. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, I hadn't actually thought of it like that. I had thought of it as we just want to make sure it's right before we put it live on the website. But that's a good way to look at it as well. So yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I'd I'd say there's a big question as to whether it ends up on the website permanently, Mm -hmm. you know, properly Mm -hmm. when you first visit or whether it's only something you find out about 18 months in or something. Okay, that sparks some ideas now. (laughs) (laughs) I do love it when we give guests ideas when they come on the podcast. Um, Because I'm I'm really glad you brought that up as well, because I was thinking having many years ago, I worked with the maternity wear brand, which is an even shorter window of time. Mm -hmm. There's essentially a three-month buying period for Mm -hmm. people who are pregnant. And 
it's such a, a tricky business because you, you've got to get people in at exactly the right time, but there's such a short window. So it's a really tough, tough space to be in. And it's so interesting as, as well, because people who aren't at that stage of life couldn't name a single brand in that space. So you have to quickly tell them like, okay, we're the brand you, you want. Yeah, it's just it's just funny, isn't it? If you're not at that stage, you just don't even, even if you're walking past a physical shop, you don't even look into the window. But it's kind of cool in other ways, because if you find the right messages and you find the right marketing channels and you can get the referral piece to work, then it quite quickly accelerates things. But because you're interested in pre-baby's arrival, essentially, Mumsnet isn't a particularly useful place to be, for example, because that's people who've already got a baby. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a fa- oh, I do I do love a fascinating marketing conundrum. <laughs> um, but we're about to just purely satisfy my interest now rather than the audience's. So of all the stuff you've got going on at the moment, what do you think is the most awesome thing about Bundly right now? Um, the thing that I'm most it's weird that I'm excited about this but I just think we're becoming a lot more efficient and I love that (laughs) so because we are such a small team we just need to make sure we're constantly focused on working on areas that are actually high impact with both like acquisition and retention and I feel like it's quite easy to we have like lots of amazing opportunities come at us and it's very easy to get distracted by them but ultimately we have these high subscriber goals for the end of the year and at the moment we're so so like laser focused on just working on things which have that high impact so that for me is really exciting and we're seeing the results of that in our like customer acquisition and levels of retention as well so if we keep that going and become super efficient also that will give us time to do more of the funner stuff alongside of it but yeah that's that's been quite exciting for me to see E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of... Clavio have a new special recipe to help you build brand loyalty. It involves ownership of your data and creates your future growth. Whether you're growing a startup or optimizing your company, Clavio gives you the tools you need to own and access the quality data you've sourced from your customers, the customer-first data. Then Clavio helps you manage that data to create the campaigns that build real brand loyalty. Doesn't that sound like a gift worth owning? Learn more at klaviyo.com forward slash holidays. Com slash master plan. Are you building a new site, replatforming? Are you frustrated with your existing tech stack? Then you need to take a look at Wix e-commerce. They have over 700,000 active stores selling worldwide, each of whom can manage it all from a single dashboard. The Wix suite of features enables you to do so much without increasing your workload, whilst keeping the customer experience spot on so that those conversions just go up. Find out more today at wix.com slash e-commerce slash website and join over 700,000 active stores using Wix's advanced online storefront features. That's wix.com slash e-commerce slash website. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Eve, are you ready for the top tips? 
Yes. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I love the book That Will Never Work by Mark Randolph. He's um, the co-founder and first year of Netflix. And there's so many parallels between Mark's journey with Netflix and what we're doing at Bundly because they started off as a physical like DVD by post rental service. But there's also just so much you can learn from like his thought process in that book. And it's quite interesting to see someone who's grown up such a massive company, how they're still just a real person. I think that's quite kind of encouraging, like, oh, they made some mistakes. They didn't know what they were doing. They were just trying things out. And yet, look how it ended up. And it's actually the only book that's ever, well, the only business book that's ever made me cry. And yet, I was so moved by it that I reached out to Mark and he actually replied. So that was cool. <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I, I would I would have assumed no response, but um, nice. Very nice. <laughs> um Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I wouldn't necessarily call this a marketing method, but I'd say doing genuine good in the world sparks so much word of mouth. It sparks so much interest from other businesses, press, people who want to help you, and all of that leads to more traffic. So yeah, I think if you can yeah, just do good, you'll see positive results from that. I love that. That's such a such a 2021 <laughs> top tip as well, because it, it's one of those those big things at the moment is movement marketing and cause-based marketing. And mm-hmm. if you do good and people notice, it has such such a bigger impact. It's like the most awesome testimonial in the world. Yeah. Um, so and also it it makes you feel more confident in shouting out about like what you're doing as a business because you're like, okay, I genuinely believe in what we're doing and I know it's helping the world. So yeah, it's not just a marketing tip. It should just be like part of the ethos of starting a business, I think. I'm going to second that. <laughs> uh, okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I've got two. So we've started using monday.com, which I think is quite a good way to track just like strategy and tasks throughout all members of the team Um, and you can quickly at a glance see what people are working on you can see their workload as well which is really cool to see like how many tasks they've got and then no okay maybe I should be taking that off their hands Um, (laughs) and then the other thing is I love do not disturb on the iPhone I think it's the greatest tool I really hate getting notifications I think Chloe you're the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I just love being able to switch my phone on do not disturb and just get into flow yeah I agree notifications are the enemy Mm. on everything (laughs) um obviously hugely useful in the right scenario but if you want to do good work you do not need to be having everything beeping at you no Um, Okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Well, you definitely don't want to be packing those 1,000 orders a month yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you won't have the time to. So I'd say definitely outsource fulfillment um, and also just be prepared for customer service. You want to make sure that your customers are having an amazing experience, whether they're the first order of the month or the thousandth order of that month. Um, so make sure you have some kind of like scalable customer service, customer experience um, going on so everyone can yeah, have a positive experience and tell more people about it. Spoken like a true subscription business owner. <laughs> Keep the customers happy. Because <laughs> you've worked so hard to get them and you want them to get more. So keep them happy right at the front, front and centre. I, lo- I love that, Eve. Well, look, um, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find out about you and your business, please? Yeah, so you can find Bundly on Instagram at Bundly Baby. So it's just Bundly with an extra E and then baby. And our website is bundly.co.uk. And also, if you fancy giving Bundly a try, you can use code MASTERPLAN for 50% off your first two months. And that means you can get a wardrobe of clothes for your baby from just £12. Very nice and definitely a great gift, I think. The next one of my friends who has a baby. I know what's heading in their direction. Yeah. Um, Eve, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce master plan podcast. It has been great chatting with you about subscription. We don't chat about it enough on the show and you've, you've shared so much tips and insight. It's been brilliant. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Loads of interesting angles there in our chat with Eve. Obviously there's that constant focus on both recruitment and retention, which if you thought launching a subscription business meant you didn't need to worry about retention, oh, think again. Interesting to see how she's tackling the education piece. And I think that idea about um, the referrals is fascinating. I will have to get her back on the show to talk about how that's all gone um, and the expansion of the product range to two to three years. So clearly an awful lot going on at Bundly and a fair bit of advice there for managing a startup and managing your business as well and seeing the keeping yourself focused and happy, I suppose, especially with that do not disturb piece. You can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. Stay tuned for January when we are doing our annual growth series, where we will be bringing you an episode every few days because we've got two going out a week and every single one of them structured around topics and about how to grow your business and growth opportunities for 2022 and discussing growth with retailers and brands who are doing it right now. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their business. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'll hear you over the next couple of episodes and don't forget it's two a week in January, all about growth in 2022. Have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.